0: Welcome to the NOI Podcast, Uncovering the Path to Successful Real Estate Investing. I'm your host, Brent Farkus. On this show, we do a deep dive into uncovering the keys to successfully investing in real estate. You will learn from industry rock stars and thought leaders specializing in large multifamily syndications to furnished short-term rentals and everything in between. Whether you are a seasoned investor operator looking to scale or a first-time investor looking to create passive income through real estate, this podcast is for you be sure to hit the subscribe button so you will be notified of future episodes let's get to it all right, welcome to this week's episode of the NOI podcast. Today my guest is Dave Childers. Dave is the owner broker of Residential Investment Advisors, a full-service multifamily advisory board. Fills the industry void in assisting private investors in Middle Tennessee with the purchase and sale of multifamily properties. With over 15 years of experience, Dave has brokered over 400 plus multifamily properties in Middle Tennessee, Northern Alabama, and Southern Kentucky. He's also the managing member of Cedar Rock Capital with transactions that are in the hundreds of millions. Welcome to the show, Dave. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Thanks for being on. And so first I got to start, you know, we met uh, maybe late last year at uh, one of the meetups we connected and I found out that uh, we both have history in the music business in in the nineties in Nashville. So I thought we'd uh, maybe start with that and just see what, what that was like for you and then how you ended up in the real estate industry.
1: Yeah, so uh, I, I love I love meeting people that you know kind of came here with the music. My, mine was uh, years after yours, so uh, yeah. I think I moved I moved here to in Nashville in two thousand three. Okay, so well, wow, so uh, a, f- a few years after you. Um, <laughs> I'm the and, old guy. Uh, <laughs> yeah you're, don't don't date me man uh, and uh, yeah you know Kate dropped out of college I was up at Appalachian State University dropped out of college to uh, road manage some some good buddies of mine who had uh, gotten a, a record deal and said hey you know um, uh, come travel with us be our road manager and all I'd say all through high school I traveled with these guys I promoted shows back in North Carolina um, you know, was very, you know, involved, kind of the, 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 the big dream was always to live in Nashville. Mm. So it was kind of one of those things to drop out of, you know, finance college and have my dad crying because I was going to be a nobody. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> um, it was just like one of those chances I had to take. And I, I kind of figured that I could always go back to college, Yeah. you know, if I wanted to. But this was kind of a, uh, a lifelong dream. So, uh, got married and, uh, they picked us up from our honeymoon and we went out for almost two years, uh, in a 15 passenger van. You know, everybody thinks, uh, the bus bus (laughs) or or a van is glamorous, right? Uh And, uh, you know, they don't see the hours that you sit around, uh, waiting or, you know, trying to fill time uh, or, or driving from place to place (laughs) to place. And, uh, so yeah, there were three wives, uh, four band guys, and then myself, um you know, in a 15-passenger van with a, you know, 20-foot trailer that constantly blew tires, and we would do two-hour shifts <laughs> driving all over America. Uh, so it's funny, the first tour, I went on with a, a band that had a, a bus. They were, you know, they were complaining, um, you know, about using or uh, only having one satellite. And I was like, <laughs> man, right. I'm just happy I don't have to drive. Yeah, yeah, know? totally. Um, Oh. So, you know, I always thought I'd do real estate kind of on the side to supplement uh, the little bit of money I was making on the road. And uh, I just kind of finally got fed up with, you know, honestly, the music business in general and how it operates. Yeah. And um, I, I was never, you know, a great sound guy. I, I probably could have been a decent road manager maybe. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, real estate just kind of was always one of those things that interests me. And. So uh, we did a fly date. I'll go into the story. We did a fly date out to California, and the, uh, our driver picked us up and was driving us to the venue, and just I, I struck up a conversation with him, right? You know, you, you meet all these random people when you're on the road. Totally. Um, and, 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 you know, I think I, I, I learned then not to quickly judge, you know? Right. <laughs> um, and so this, this gentleman's driving us back, and he says, hey, guys, if you want to go wakeboarding or jet skiing, you know, in the morning – you know, just just let me know. And I was like, man, I'm all in. And, you know, Typical band guys, <laughs> yeah. they're like, no, we, we want to sleep in, yeah. right? Yeah. And so he was there at like 8 in the morning picking me up, and uh, I was sitting outside the hotel room, and or, and he came and he had muddy hands, and he drove in this nice truck. And I was like, man, he was a youth pastor because we were doing Christian music. And he was yeah. like, um, I was like, man, they must pay youth pastors you know, good money out here in California. He's like, oh, no. He's like, I volunteer at my church uh, three days a week, but I own a company that has like over a hundred employees. And I was like, oh, okay. Wow. So man, we got, uh, we got talking and just talking about reading rich dad, poor dad, and investing in real estate. And he said, man, I mean, this is two hours after meeting him. He said, you know, Dave, if you ever want to, um, you know, uh, uh, invest in real estate, let me know. I'll, I'll lend you money. Wow. I was like, okay. <laughs> um, and so man, we're still business partners, like really? 16 years later. Uh huh. Wow. Um, and, and it was all from that one conversation and we, we started buying duplexes we partnered on a bunch of flip houses Wow. Um, has he always been in California is he up yep yeah, out? He, yeah. yeah he, well uh, he, he's in a business that uh, he actually moved one he, he started a branch of one of his businesses actually here in Nashville at about five years after we met so he's got he's got some roots now in Nashville but um, like so many wealthy individuals are getting out of California. Yeah. Uh, so he's planting his roots now in uh, Idaho. And, um, you know, we've got about two, what do we have? 125 doors together. Wow. Um, that we've owned for 12 years. And uh, it's been a, I, I was just on another interview. And, you know, it's a, it's a good, he's like a big brother, mentor. Um, you know, all those business partners, we've got a really good, you know, most partnerships don't last (laughs) that long. Uh Um, And so it, that was kind of what catapulted me from music business into, you know, being 26 years old and owning, you know, a hundred and, 20 doors after, you know, two years of doing this. Wow.
0: That's cool. So you mentioned maybe doing real estate on the side. Did you have a dad in in real estate? Do you think it was just in you to had a fascination with it?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think growing up, like, well, for instance, I I had a a best friend growing up in Michigan um, and uh, his mom was a real estate agent. and, And I'd say, you know, she probably made, you know, uh, quite a bit more money than my father who had the the corporate sales job yeah and she had a lot more time to come to basketball games and take us to to different things so that was always hmm. one thing that attracted me to to real estate yeah, that freedom and then freedom. You know, and then i was always just interested in working with my hands building constructing and you know, i always kind of thought maybe when i was you know Fourteen, fifteen, I'd be a GC of some sort and build houses. Hmm. Um, so it's always interest to me. So when you start talking about you know being a real estate agent and buying and fixing up, flipping houses is what we had. I'd set out to do. I was actually on a TV show called uh, "Flip This House." Were you really? Um, yeah, back in two thousand six, I believe it aired. Um, and so that's I, I. I never started going. Hey, I want to be a landlord and own a bunch of you know multifamily assets. I wanted. To, I wanted to be you know, the guy on the TV show that had flipping crews and we're going around, you know, flipping house to house to house. Um, and, uh, so, you know, we kind of bought some rentals, we flipped some, I had my real estate broker's license and it just kind of one of those things where it just naturally kind of went to me being a landlord and, and, and going, man, I actually like this. Like why, why fix up a a property and then sell it? Right. Mm -hmm. Why don't we fix it up And put a renter in there, and then if we can refinance and pull our capital back out, and just hold the asset, right? Um, That 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 concept like clicked with me back in like 2007, eight, right? Wow. Um, You know that I guess some people would call a Burr method now, right? and then I started learning that that's what the, I use my fingers, quote, quote unquote, big boys were doing with apartment buildings, yeah, right? Yeah, exit, no exit, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And so it was like, man, what if we started doing this with duplexes and quadplexes and just taking, you know, that approach to, hey, let's fix this asset up, you know, drive the NOI, make the asset nice, and then, you know, cash out, refinance, and then just hold it, right? Hmm. Um and so that, that I started doing that, and then that's kind of where my brokerage firm kind of came as a result of all that. And I, I was, you know, I, I, I've had a lot of residential agents going, oh, buy this, you know, multifamily property. It's a cash cow. And they, they really didn't understand net operating income, expenses, mm. cap rates, you know, all, all the ins and outs. So um, that's kind of where we started our firm. Just We saw that there was a need there uh, with residential investment advisors, that there was a need for somebody in the marketplace that could understand kind of some of these complicated or not so complicated, but, you know, this terminology, but then, you know, bring it down to a 20 unit complex. Right. Yeah. Um, And so that's what I started doing, you know, 11 years ago and then 10 years ago, I said, Hey, let's start a whole brokerage firm. And now you you read 400, but I'd say we're probably closing into 600 transactions closed, um, you know, with that model. Um, that's great. You know, so it, it's been great. You know, I, 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 love it. I love teaching people this, that uh, we are having this conversation this morning is just, I, I want to teach people like yourself, you know, the freedom that comes from real estate. It's, it's not a get rich quick, uh, at all, mostly with what we do, you know, long-term, but it's that crock pot, you know, I tell yeah. people it's, uh, you know, you, you, you start it and you kind of walk away and you go do your, your daily things and you come back and it's done. <laughs> um, you know some of my assets. Like I, you know, I just called about one the other day, and I'm like, man, I, I got a couple, you know, five hundred thousand dollars in equity in that property, and it, it feels like it just happened overnight. But it's been like ten years, you wow. know. Yeah. Um. And so that's kind of you know, um, you know, what we love to train people, and I love to talk about. I you know I could talk about this stuff all day long. So.
0: Well, and I love that. I love your mission to educate because I mean it's it's really impacting me, and I wanted to obviously mention the uh, investment meetups that you have. You do two of those a month, right, uh, in the Nashville area? Yeah. Yeah, which is awesome. I mean, it's been hugely beneficial to me and I'm, I'm learning a ton, you know, getting to meet more people in the industry and kind of learn the ropes of underwriting and, you know, all the pitfalls and things to um, to prepare for the things that as we're looking at different properties, you know, so that's awesome. So thank you for educating. And is that something you've always just kind of had a passion for? Or? Yeah,
1: yeah, we did it. You know, I've always, we always, I, I just always figured, I have clients that are getting into multifamily and, and most of mine are you know, I'd say they're that six to seven figure incomer that says, man, I don't like the stock market, mm-hmm. but then multifamily investing or investing in real estate, just, it scares me. I need, I need somebody to kind of hold my hand or, or help me answer some of these questions. Right. Yeah. And so my, my sales philosophy has always been like uh, sales through education. If I can educate you on, you know, the good, the bad, you know, the needs, the things that you're not thinking about, And you're successful uh, on that first property I sell you. You're going to come back in six months, and you're going to buy another one. And then you're going to go, Dave. You you know, (laughs) you've made it super easy for me, and and I'm winning. So I want to win more, right? Yeah. Um, And that's kind of so. So what you see me doing at, at a meetup, I was doing individually. It became a little bit too much for me to meet with people. You know, the, hey, can I pick your brain over lunch? <laughs> yeah, right, um, the coffee's
0: uh, Nashville's coffee. Yeah. Right,
1: Yeah. <laughs> right, right. And so it's like, man, I you know, I can't drive, you know, you know in this town now, an hour over there, half yeah. an hour, and then, you know, I want to teach you. So this was kind of my, like, my give back to the community. Yeah. Um, and, and that's why I do it, because I, I still want to give what I know, because so many people gave me free information and, and took me under their wing and taught me the ropes. I want to continue to do that. I just had to come up with a different strategy. So that that's why we do the meetups. And, um, you know, we're always just looking, you know, networking is key in any yeah. business, right? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we're trying to create networking events, educational events. You know, my, my sales agents that work for my sales firm are there. Um, you know, I, I try to invite uh, uh, suppliers and, and individuals we do business with, insurance agents, you know, 1031 attorneys, uh, lenders, lenders. Property managers, you know, again, so we can all be in the same room and and do business together. So.
0: That's great. It's a huge benefit here. I've learned a ton, like I said, and and even the other night, you know, you had the um, your team had the webinar to get access to some of the new listings that were coming out. I love that idea that using the technology and, and you know, kind of presenting those future properties coming out through social media. You know, that was pretty cool.
1: Yeah, we were, we're sitting there because we've got you know a uh, thirty multi-family listings right now, and it's like, how do we? You know, give all these the, the service and the credit they're due and not just, you know, throw it up on some website or yeah. or throw it in a, an, a, an email blast yeah. and, and give it some attention. Um, and, and I've just always been I love to talk to people. I don't really want to type emails like let's sit down across <laughs> from each other. And so that was kind of, you know, then kind of how could we do an exclusive event just for people to see these, you know you know, whatever before or whatever. And then, and so that's kind of the, what came of that webinar and we're, we're tweaking it. You know, you try, I think that's what I've learned the last couple of years like, Hey, let's just try it. And if yeah. it fails, we won't do it again. And if we, you know, can we make it better, uh, then, then we'll tweak it, and make it better. And and so, yeah, we're, we're trying different things. I mean, we're always trying to, uh, you know, come up with, you know, you had mentioned, uh, the, the seminar, yeah. um, you know, that was the kind of same thing. Like we, we sit in a lot of classrooms and learn this business, but like having, practical hands-on teaching, um, one, you know, a couple times a year, I'll take people down to one of my apartment buildings and say, Hey, here's, here's what an office looks like. Here's kind of how we organize it. Here's our, what we call make ready board. Here's a shop, you know, here's kind of some of the tools of the trade, you know, here, here's what a, you know, apartment looks like pre and after. And we'll talk about, you know, how we turn them and, you know, we'll talk to the manager and some of the tricks and trades she uses to get people in, you know, apartments quicker or get people out quicker, you know, um, and so, like you said, we, we do that or we mentioned we do that once or twice a year. Um, again, just, just kind of you know, network with people. You know, For me, if I'm raising capital, um, it's a great way to show off one of my assets and, and kind of prove to somebody that might you know, want to invest with me you know, we know what we're doing. Here's our system, you
0: know? Yeah. I love that. I definitely want to get involved in one of those when you do that again, because I think for a new investor, someone that's, you know, there's that fear of the unknown, these larger properties, and it's like the mystique of, you know, am I going to mess up or the fear of failure in certain areas? Or so I I can see we're walking it with you and just getting that experience to kind of break through some of those fears that you might have just of what you think could happen, you know? Without even experiencing it yet, so. And it kind of can hold you back of like, ah, I'm not going there yet, you know, it's just too much for me, it's too overwhelming. Right. Right you know, so And I love the one-stop shop. I mean, to me, that's so original for RIA is doing because there's that peace of mind knowing that, you know, you guys can locate great deals, you can educate, you can close the deal, you can help with management. There's just so many
1: you know great opportunities. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, I, I, I try to keep that, I guess I call it the Dave Ramsey approach. What would I do in, if I was in your shoes? You know, right. so a lot of my, uh, you know, past clients, you know, clients now, people we're working with will call and say, hey, Dave, you know, I've got this certain situation, you know, how would you handle it? And, uh, you know, I try to give them that, um, you know, if I was in your shoes, here's what I would do, um, or resources, you know, Hey, reach out to this person or that person. And, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, again, we want to, I think that's kind of part of our name, right? Residential investment right. advisors, right? Exactly. We're, we're just not going to sell you something and then just leave you hanging. Uh, you know, we want it to be a good experience owning multifamily and it can, you know, um, you know, um, But so we'll do everything we can to point you in the right direction to make sure it is that good experience and not a nightmare experience. You know, I think everybody, you know, says, I don't want midnight phone calls. Well, we can give you. The, 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 roadmap. So you don't get those midnight phone calls. So let's say
0: for a new investor looking right now, looking in the multifamily uh, market, what are you recommending with the pandemic and, you know, the fear of renters not paying? Are you recommending people hold off or still get into the space?
1: No, I mean, I think, you, you know, it's still, you know, I think there's still good opportunities to buy. Um, you know, I think you have to be careful. I think you need to be educated, like you said. Um, You know, I think there's, you know, deals out there that I just scratch my head and say, I don't know how it works. But something I quickly learned in this business is like a deal for me might not be a deal for you, right? Mm -hmm. And so there Mm -hmm. were deals that came across my plate. I'm an investor, right? That I was like, man, this is, this doesn't make any sense. And I had a doctor actually tell me one day, he was like, Dave, that's exactly what I want. Right. And, And I was like, okay, well, tell me why. And he listed his reasons. I was like, okay, well, you know. It works for you. it wasn't what I, what I was looking for right um, So as a broker I kind of sometimes have to bite my tongue because again it's not something that will work for me um, but it works for you and, and and you know you might say Dave, I want to make an 8% percent cash on cash return and that deals a five right And I get a guy out of California that's got a bunch of 1031 money that has to buy something yeah or he's gonna pay taxes on it and he says, man Dave I'm, I'm perfectly fine five is great, right? Uh, it's either five or I pay, you know, capital gains and, blah, you know, it goes to the list and list. And I go, okay, um, you know, or, you know, so that could be a scenario. Or, hey, this is a great value-add play. You know, you need to, you know, do X, Y, and Z and get it stabilized. Kind of like the example we gave in our meetup last week, right? Well, she had the time and the energy to put into that asset the last six months like she described Leslie did, right? Yeah, um, right. But if I work with, you know – uh, Joe, that's you know CEO of you know some big large corporation. He goes, man, I, I'm too busy. I don't have the time. But you know what? When Leslie gets that uh, property <laughs> stabilized, then I'll buy it, right? Because yeah. I need something where I can just put my money in it, and and it's just a, a back to that slow cooker, right? Um, right? As long as it pays for itself. So you know, I just think you gotta you gotta identify, you know, figure out what you're looking for. Uh, and then and then find that asset and and you know that fits those needs of what you know and, and then maybe even you get corrected right you think you're going to find something that makes you a ten percent cash on cash return and after you know looking at the market for six months you quickly realize that that's not achievable so
0: one size doesn't fit all you know it's it just depends
1: on the deal right it does it does you know um, so you
0: know, your niche is kind of the small multifamily. Was there a light bulb that went on like, hey, we're going to focus on these sub markets and these smaller multifamily?
1: Yeah. You know, I just, again, it actually came as an idea from a larger multifamily broker that I know because he said, you know, hey, why don't we start a firm that I can, you know, we can list the smaller stuff because what he told me is he said, you know, I can't list a 20 unit on my website because I have billionaires looking at my website and it would just not look good. Right. And so, he was like, hey, let's start another firm, um, you know, that does the smaller stuff. And, and we start talking and eventually he said, you know what, you just start the firm and then I'll just refer you business and you can pay me a referral fee. And I was like, great. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the, the game plan was always duplexes, triplexes, quads, and then anything up to, you know, 30, 40, 50 units. Um, and I'd say when we started, it was, you know, primarily, I, I mean, I think back in like 2010 or what, 11 when I started the company, I think that the average duplex sale I did was about $85,000. Right. Wow. So, yeah. you know, we had to do a lot of $85,000 sales and getting a, you know, 3% yeah. To, yeah. to make a living. Um, you know, um, now the average sale is probably 600,000, right. Um, right. you know, we've kind of moved up in the world and, uh, ha- so have prices, you know, these 60, $80,000 duplexes I sold back in, you know, 11, 12, 13 are now 400,000 R duplexes. Wow. Yeah. Um, so, you know, everything, you know, you know, it's one of those things where we luckily ended up in Nashville, right? I mean, I think yeah. all of us oh, that man. are transplants can go, you know, yes, we're, we're smart, quote unquote, but you know, <laughs> yeah. we were also lucky to get in this town. You way before me, but, you know, we saw the, the, the magic of what Nashville is and maybe wa- was and now is yeah. um, and fell in love with all the things that, you know, now the world's fallen in love with, you know, the creative arts.
0: Yeah, if I would have known now what I, you know, when I got here, could have bought up half the town, you know, it would have been, obviously wasn't thinking about that when I came, you know, came for music, but uh, it's changed so much and grown so much. It's amazing.
1: Yeah. Yeah,
0: it has. How do you handle growing your own portfolio? And then obviously when you're finding deals, are you thinking, okay, is this something I want to own personally? Is that always on your mind to grow your own portfolio or how do you handle the time?
1: Yeah, I mean, one of the things too was that, you know, I think I've continued to grow residential investment advisors because I've had a, a, a very hard, fast rule that I don't buy anything Or even honestly make offers on things I listed. Okay. So if you call me and say, Dave, I want you to sell my 20 unit apartment building, you know, I kind of automatically disqualify myself as a buyer. Um, Do you first think maybe I should buy this before? No, I don't. Okay. Not Not anymore. Okay. Uh, You know, maybe when I started, but, you know, there's been other brokerage firms in the past nationwide that have done that kind of thing. And then they get that, well, if it's such a good deal, why didn't you buy it? You're just selling your table scraps. And so, that's one reason I've, I've included agents now, you know, in my firm is like now they're getting the calls and, and you know, maybe they can, you know, I can be a buyer if they they represent the seller. Um, you know, I, I do want to buy more. But, you know, what I tell people is we sell between two and 50 units and I'm trying to buy 50, 60 or more units, right? Right. So, mm-hmm. what I sell is not what I'm out there searching for buying, you know? Right. So... Um, yeah, you know, I'd love to grow my portfolio. I think the market is so tight right now that, you know, it really needs to be a 40-hour, a you know, a week job just looking for deals. Yeah. And the brokerage firm has just kept us on our toes um, and just not allowed me to spend as much time uh, looking for those deals. I, I probably spent five hours a week looking. Um, and so it just takes that much longer to find something that, you know, you run numbers on and get excited about. So.
0: When you see these Class A, you know these shiny Class A multifamily in these large markets, is that something that you would love to get more involved in, or do you think it's just more? No, I
1: mean I think all of us, you know, you you start looking at properties, you start running numbers, and and these numbers jump out. You're like, wow, look at it, it's a you know, it's a ten cap. Well, then you start realizing a ten cap comes along with you know maybe some. uh tenants that you don't want to have to deal with. Right. Right. And right. so, you know, just like our meetup, you know, you start thinking about upgrading, you know, well, I got mm-hmm. this class D property. I really like a, a class C property, you know, um, I, I don't think I'll ever be a class A guy. Um, it's just not the investment strategy I've taken on. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, you see those deals in your list, like, you know, you kind of scratch your head. How did they sell that? Right. How did they, <laughs> yeah. how did they get that price? Um, but it, it kind of goes back to what I was saying is like, you know, it didn't work for me um, doesn't mean it didn't work for somebody else.
0: A couple more things we do on the show. I want to ask you about your favorite real estate book, either currently or in the past that you read that's made the most impact. I don't
1: read a lot. Uh, that's something I learned. I, my attention span is about one page. Yeah. So I will read a page and then have to go back. I don't know if it's my ADHD or what, right? <laughs> um, but I just don't I don't read a lot. I use a book more for like a, a reference guides. Yeah, um, yeah. but but Rich Dad, Poor Dad, everybody who works w- with me for me, family members, I pay my nieces and nephew, you know, hundreds of dollars to read and write me a book report. Um, so I think I think Rich Dad Poor Dad is like a mandatory read it. Put it on your shelf, read it and uh, yeah. a couple years later. so it's a classic. Yeah, Very absolutely.. Much, yep.
0: Okay, give me a, a great real estate tip. Investing tip.: Investing
1: tip. If you're new? I think you just need to surround yourself with people that actually know what they're doing uh, and just network, network, you know, educate yourself. But then you're just going to have to eventually pull the trigger. Um, I've seen people spend thousands of dollars on education and then never do anything with it. And that mm-hmm. was always the compliment that I got from my mentors was, Dave, we taught you a skill and then you went out and did it. Um, and so, you know, all of us, like myself, I charge $10,000 to do coaching, right? Right. Um, mm-hmm. And I do that because I want you to take it seriously because a lot of those, again, I don't want to spend, you know, a year training you and then you go, well, you know, I kind of lost interest in it. Or, you know, it's been three months and I haven't found that deal. Um, I didn't have a plan B when I started doing this. So it was like this had to work or else. Um, and I think a lot of people have a plan B, C, D, E, F, right? Yeah. Um, and so um, – you know that that's. I was stuck. I had to figure it out, um, and so it's taken me years or took me years. Whereas to right. see a lot of people give up. So just just keep. You know, don't. I I also can. I, my other tip is so, so don't give up, but also, you know, I don't talk about this stuff twenty four seven, right? I turn it on and then I turn it off, and I, I see these guys that just get <laughs> so amped up, and they, you know, while learn all of it in the next. 24 hours and it's like man it's this is a lot li- you got to become a lifelong learner of the skill or any skill right if you're a, or right. you're a guitar player right it's like man you just got to keep making yourself better and um, yeah. refining your your talent and your art yeah. and um so
0: you know when i came here i didn't have a b plan you know it was like i was all in and if you have a b or c like you're saying it's like you'll probably end up doing something else you know
1: yeah and and I I don't know if we've talked about this but you know my brother-in-law is a songwriter uh Jim, Jimmy Robbins give him a little shout out cuz I don't know um you know and the same thing you know he 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 didn't have a he didn't have a B plan and obviously he's been uh, tremendously successful but you know that kid I, you know I met him when he was 12 years old and uh I mean he spent hours and hours learning you know how to play his guitar and then it was you know work uh pro tools right and uh you know he uh, something i always compliment him on is he he takes songwriting as a serious daily job um you know a lot of songwriters that you know here and there right. right and he's like in the studio from nine till five wow. you know doing triples sometimes and, uh, you know, he's, he, he executes a plan and I think that's why he's seen so much success in his career.
0: Oh yeah. He's treating it like a craft for sure. That's awesome. If people want to uh, locate you and your companies, where can they find you? Where's the best place to go?
1: Yeah. So RIA hyphen or dash Inc.com. So RIA hyphen inc. Com. Uh, like you mentioned, we're, we're here in Nashville. Uh, we do meetups in Brentwood, Hendersonville. You can find that on the website. You can find uh, previous podcasts I've done on the website. Um, you know, I always give out my cell phone number, and it's funny how I get a few calls. Um, so if anybody ever wants to call me or text me and talk, talk shop, uh, my number is 615, area code it's 479-8737, against 615-479-8737. Or you can email me at dave at ria-inc
0: That's awesome. Well, Dave, thank you for your time. And uh, again, I really appreciate you know your mission to educate because it's it's truly impacted me and it's helping me learn the industry and hopefully uh, you know invest in the future. So I appreciate that. And I actually heard you called Yoda the other day in the meetup. So is that is, is that is that your nickname?
1: <laughs> I, I don't know where that came from. I liked that it. Was, I was one like, of those the real estate Yoda? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, he—that uh, gentleman—he—he—he's he, a great dude. He—he's he, uh, invested in some of my 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 assets uh, passively. He's bought assets from me. Um, we've kind of—he's one of those guys that you know, uh, his success <laughs> is, is 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 one of my missions. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, he's he's a great dude. So yeah, I, I never heard I that liked it. Yoda. Thing, I liked it. So. Stuck
0: with me. So I won't call you that. But uh, <laughs> thanks for joining us. Yeah, thank you, Brent. Appreciate you. That concludes this episode of the NOI podcast, uncovering the path to successful real estate investing. Thanks for listening. If you are enjoying the show, please leave us a five-star rating and review. And don't forget to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. We look forward to bringing you more great content. Till then, happy investing.